Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is episode 23, Surgical Precision. This is our 30th release of podcast audio content, so if you haven't heard our Halo and Horns two-part miniseries, our three-part Neon Knights miniseries, and our Behind the Mirage episode, give them a listen right after you finish episode 23, Surgical Precision. The borrowed vid screen in Mavis' apartment goes dark. An eerie silence falls on the group of edge runners as they process the warnings they just heard. Mavis shifts slightly, forgetting for a moment about the surgery she was conducting on Sedoy a few minutes ago. As her hand moves, it strikes a bundle of nerve and muscle in Sedoy's arm, causing Sedoy to flinch involuntarily. Mavis clears her throat softly and then breaks the silence. <clears throat> I operated on Lexi Patel yesterday. Oh. Whoa, big money. Well, not big money. She tipped me 50 eddies. I mean, come on. <laughs> she had one of these cooling systems built in, and goddamn, she's not a thoughtful lady in terms of the people. She, I don't know. She, 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 she thinks she's thinking of the people. It, this stuff's all a little bit above me. I'm used to ground-level economics, you know? You're saying Oasis Corpos are just as bad as Night City Corpos? Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. Corpos are Corpos. Who the fucking funk? Listen, listen, it's just natural selection. You know, she has power, she killed the poor, shit happens. Uh, right, okay. yeah, you're, you were born in money... You're also high off your tits, so I'm going to let that one go right now. But I will remind you that I have bladed implements inside you right now, and maybe you ought to think about other people, Sidor. I love you too. Well, I'm uh, going to wander the city and go shopping after I'm done having the surgery thing and see what new tech might have dropped. I'm not going to be able to sleep. Established, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to uh, go on this mission to uh, fuck with the water regulators because Aww. there are police drones out there, and it's a high crime. That is fair. As soon as they mention police drones, Reed is like, change tack. <laughs> Plans cancelled. Hey, Sadoi, aren't you forgetting something? That you're gonna need to uh, probably get back to that workshop of yours once I fix your arm up. <sighs> Yeah, okay, fine, fine, I'll fucking... Yeah, you're right, you're right. I, mm. Well, you can give me, uh, what, like, uh, 12 eddies for it? Since you broke the first yeah, one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. I mean, you <laughs> broke it, I didn't break it. You flipped it on the floor. I will note that I'm currently fixing the damage you did to your arm for free and all. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine, I'll build a single. Unrelated, how much for one? Oh, you want? Uh, it takes me six hours to build one. Yeah. You've probably got that much time left on your wake-up drugs, and that's before we even get to the synth coat. You've got to be... F- <laughs> Look, I am going to have sleep for like 50, 11 days. No, Serge, don't. Serge, don't do that. You'll be fine. You sure? Unimpaired. Says right here. Yeah, Serge doesn't fuck with you. <laughs> says right here. <laughs> the recipe I wrote. Says right here on the internet. <laughs> this ain't no street coke, I told you. Do you have any indication of when it's going to wear off and I can go to bed? 
Well, it usually lasts around about 24 hours, so I guess you've probably got maybe one more in you in a bit. Yeah, I will build one and then have chill. But fucking put this thing in first, I'm getting sick of this. Yeah, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fix the arm up uh, in terms of the critical injury, install the sidewire and uh, stabilize her up. What are Reed and Iso doing then? Yeah, I need to get out there and get this coupon traded in because we're running out of time, I think. I don't know. Yeah, Probably. yeah, we are. Um, tell you what, let's go uh, pick up them cyberware things and we'll talk about the mod later, Sonoya. Yeah? Duh. I can give you a blueprint, you can get it made somewhere else. You'd have to take the blueprint to a tech. Okay. If you're going to get that, that cyberware with the coupon, if it does come with a free installation, could you like take note of the med tech and their rates? I can put one into Sedoi, I can put one into you, Reed, if you go with Sedoi's model. Um, what I can't do is put one in my own arm. I need both hands to do that, and one of them would be gone, so. I'll uh, keep that in mind, yeah. Cheers. You head down to Scott Young's Discount Cybernetics? I guess so. Regrettably, yes. Scott Young's Discount Cybernetics. <laughs> As you get close, you hear the booming commercials uh, that are broadcasted. And interestingly enough, as you walk up to Scott Young's Discount Cybernetics, you see a very upset and frustrated looking solo who seems to be broadcasting the same commercial over some sort of embedded speakers. He looks really <laughs> upset and angry. And he walks up to the front door and like kicks it open. You follow him in because, you know, the door's already open. Convenient. He walks up to the front, slams his hand on the table and says, where the fuck is Scott Young at? Oh, fuck. A young looking woman who's working the front desk walks up and says, uh, sorry, sir. What, what seems to be the problem? He goes, this fucking cyberware won't shut the fuck up. And she goes, oh, yes, that, uh, yeah, that was part of the contract that you signed with. And he goes, I don't give a fuck about the contract. You show me where goddamn Scott Young is right now. And she goes, okay, <laughs> sure. And then grabs like a little handheld device and, and like says something into it. Less than 30 seconds later from behind one of these various warehouse shelves that go all the way back, Scott Young emerges and you only recognize him by his voice. He's a, a, a tall, plain-looking Asian dude. No real discernible features or anything. Really plain and kind of average-looking. And he walks up and goes, Welcome to Scott Young's Discount Cybernetics. I'm Scott Young. What can I do you? And he goes, I want to talk to you now. And Scott Young says, All right then, sir. Right back to my office. Come on. Thank you for coming by. Scott Young's Discount Cybernetics. Let's discuss your cyber... And they go back into the back office. The woman at the front looks noticeably relieved. He says, all right. Well, anyway, what can I do for you two? Does it happen often? I feel like that happens more often. <laughs> yeah. Our leash to own system has some new additional clauses in it that some people aren't super happy with, but it helps us with a bit of the retention rate. If you're interested in our leash to own system, I can actually give you a full rundown of it. No, no um, I'm good. I'm all right. We've got coupons for non-lease to own cybernetics. Yeah. Leash to... She sighs and rolls her eyes a little bit. She gets kind of like a darker look on her face and says, can I see those? Yeah, we got them from uh, some blue chip working on the water regulators. I hand it over. She grabs a couple of them and goes, mm, yeah, well... Uh, Scott Young's Discount Cybernetics, thank you for your work for the Oasis. Just going to scan these. All right. Uh, it looks like you qualify for a 24 earlier model. 
The year is 20. So you have basically qualified for a model, from what she says, that is about two to three years old. Yeah, that's all right. As long as it isn't used. Did you say that out loud, like as long as it isn't used? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She pauses for a second and goes, Sir, you do know that this is a discount cybernetic store, right? Is all of it used? Yeah, all of this is (laughs) pre-owned, which means that it's pre-tested. Many of these pieces have already been tested in the battlefield and uh, are... They were in other people's bodies. Well, the eventual mortality of their previous owners was not in any way influenced by the cybernetics that you'll be getting today. I didn't even think about that, but now <laughs> you say it is kind of sus. <laughs> this is not poggers. <laughs> You're more than welcome to take your business to another store if you'd like. Is there another store? She says, that sounds like something that's more your problem than mine. Would you like me to fetch one of those 20 models or... Yeah, I guess. Do you know any uh, med techs? Is the installation involved or is that elsewhere? We can add on installation for a minor fee. Uh, With these coupons, your cyberware installation would come out to 100 eddies per person. Um, And we can get that done in the next, you know, four or five hours. I just, I read. (laughs) What's the plan? (laughs) Reed just like looks at ISO and just sort of goes, well, I mean, do you want it or not? I mean, Beat's not having it. Right? <laughs> It'll keep you cool, and that's all that fucking matters. That is very true, my friend. Being cool is all that matters in this world. <laughs> so, yes or no on these cooling systems? Yeah. I'll take mine away for another tech, if that's all right. Yeah, that's certainly fine. No problem. So I suppose you've got details for that med tech, do you? She says, yes, yeah, uh, here. And she sends you a digital business card. Yeah, it's much appreciated. I've got a friend who's uh, looking for some work done. She says, all right. Is that the same med tech that's going to install it in me? Or? Yeah, that's our current on-call med tech for today. Oh, okay. I'll go get those uh, pieces of cybernetics. Um, Do you have a, a preference on where you'd like yours placed? Arm, chest, head, legs? We have several different models that can be installed in various places to accommodate any other cyberware that you may have. I mean, I have a cyber arm. Can you just put it on that? Certainly. All right. Arm priority for you, and... I'll just uh, take the gear. The, the gear? The cyberware. Right. I'm wh- not going to have it installed Yeah. She sighs and says, Sir, what kind of cyberware would you like? Would you like a chest piece or a head piece? Or- oh. Fucking nomads, <laughs> am I right? Just fucking give me something, okay? <laughs> if it fits, it fits. All right. Bargain bin it is. <laughs> she turns around and walks away. <laughs> and within a couple of minutes, she comes back with an arm implanted piece that would basically replace your bicep. It basically would prevent you from being able to use that arm for melee attacks. It would apply the like broken arm condition for melee attacks. The second one that she brings out is a chest implant piece that takes up like a big chunk of your chest. It looks like a Tony Stark reactor. You're not that familiar with Oasis tech, Reed. But even by your standards, this looks pretty old. (laughs) You sure this is going to fucking work? She says, sure, yeah. You'll just need to get uh, this chunk of your chest removed, and then they can uh, install it in here and hook it in with the rest of your circulatory system. I definitely picked the right one. This one may look like an older model, but it's got a lot more power behind it. It can keep you cool up to about 50 degrees Celsius. Wait, and what does mine do? Yours is rated for uh, 40 degrees Celsius without any internal issues. Mm. 
Granted, that's just what it's rated for. Certain, you know, techs and med techs and stuff can occasionally tune these to work a little bit better with your system and up your temperature rating. Okay. She grabs the big chest piece, wraps it up in a little bit of synth plastic, puts like a little hard shell container around it and hands it over to Reed. Thank you for your service to the Oasis. Ah. And then grabs the smaller part. Come with me. Okie dokie. Uh, see you back in the apartments, Reed. Meet you back in the apartments. I've got a couple of things I need to do. She leads you outside to a not super nice looking car. <laughs> but it's an automated car. She gets you in and says, this will take you where you need to go. And then it'll bring you back here right afterwards. Thank you for your service. You head off in the car to go get your bicep cybernetic implanted. Reed, you have a couple of hours. Um, I'm going to go to hell number six. As you walk over to hell number six, you get a message on your personal communicator. It's from Roman. Oh shit. Okay. It's just a text message and it says, Hey Reed, sorry about the radio silence. We finally got the details of our gig. We are headed up to Lake Tahoe for a exceedingly large freshwater delivery that has been requested of us to bring back to the Oasis. Apparently they're having some water problems. It's going to take us about a week to get there, fill up and come back. So we won't be back for a week while we're gone. Please do whatever you can in order to keep the peace. They're paying us a lot of money, which means either the situation's about to get really bad or they think they might not have to end up paying us. Right. This message from Roman is a little unusual in that Roman normally doesn't take on gigs where the concept of getting paid is in question. She's normally pretty into the sure gigs. So the fact that something is going on where she's like, maybe not sure if the payment is going to go through sends a bit of a chill down your spine. It's it's very unusual of her to act like this. Yeah, he sends a message back going, looks like there's water shortages um, for the wave. There's going to be a lot of suffering down here, a lot of struggle. You get a message back almost immediately. She says, do what you can to keep the peace. Roman out. Will do. You head over to hell number six. Yeah, he heads to hell six. Yeah, it is a, you know, kind of rundown looking pub slash bar at the edge of the oasis. Out front are a couple of solos and tweaker looking individuals kind of lounging around the steps. And as you walk up, one of them stands up, looks you up and down, says, haven't seen you around here before. No, I'm pretty new. Hmm. No, man. Yeah. He extends a hand in greeting and says, well, nomads are always welcome here. It's always good to hear. Nice to see you, brother. I'm Reed, by the way. Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Charlie. Pleasure. Anyway, I'm going to make my way inside. Enjoy. You walk inside. There's maybe two or three people. One person's playing a little video screen game over in the corner. You do recognize the person behind the bar. It's Mifa. Yeah. Garrett is nowhere to be found. There's a smattering of other people around the bar as well, but uh, none of them particularly draw your eye. Reed sort of settles down at the bar and like places this um, package on the bar and just sort of goes, can I get a drink? Mifa, who has been over uh, cleaning some glasses and stuff, sort of looks up and goes, yeah, what can I... What are you doing here? We already got the regulator installed. The fuck do you want? You believe in karma? She pauses for a second and says, not particularly, but I've got some friends who are karma adjacent. (laughs) Consider this as like a trying to right some wrongs. And he just passes it over. 
She looks down at the thing and looks up to you and says, "I don't. We don't need your fucking money. This is better than money." She goes and she opens up the what I assume is the hard shell case that you were just given. Yep. She opens it up and goes, "Huh? Looks like a twenty. Keep it cool, chest cooler." And you're just giving this to us? I figure that you know who will need it most, right? I'm gonna need a roll from here, from you here. Let's go with a persuasion. I almost want to say bribery, but let's go with persuasion. Uh, uh, he's not trying to bribe. He's trying to sort of Conversation. like offset the karmic. Yeah, guilt. offset the fucking karmic <laughs> balance. Yeah. Uh, okay, you know what? Actually, whenever you say it that way, now I kind of do want a bribery check. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're trying to offset the karmic guilt, but really what you're doing is kind of trying to bribe her into not hating you. Yeah, yeah so this is a bribery roll. <laughs> okay. I mean, either way, is cool, so. Uh, so, 16. Nice. She looks a little wary at you and then looks up and just sort of shrugs and goes, All right, well, thanks, I guess. She closes it and says, So, what did you, what were you having to drink? I suppose I could get a beer, could I? So sure. This one's on the house. She grabs a beer without breaking eye contact with you, opens it up, <laughs> and then slides it up in front of you. He just catches it in the hand. You catch it looking cool as a cucumber. He is, he is a fucking cool dude. And just takes this sort of long drink of it. Much appreciated. She goes and puts the hard shell case somewhere else, and you continue enjoying your drink. Is there anything else specifically you want to do here? No, he just wanted to do some good... Even if it's like a little bit not so. Okay. Aww. So you hang out at that bar for, you know, another hour, two hours, having a drink or three. Yeah. And that kind of syncs up everyone's timeline. So Sadoy and Mavis. Yeah. During this last couple of hours, you have finally managed to patch up Sadoy's arm. Cool. Sadoy, you can remove the critical condition. And was the uh, thing installed at the same time? Uh, no, it is not. It's just a patch-up job. <laughs> God damn it. So your arm is fixed, so you're going to go back and um, make the next cybernetic piece? No, I'm going to get Mavis to install this one first. Okay. Mavis, you have to install this now. Right, okay. You Listen, the wave could hit at any moment, and if I'm not cool, I can't make the thing. Oh, I understand. It's it's like, you know, those oxygen masks you read about in old stories. You know, secure yourself before securing your child. I, I get what you mean. You know, you know they still have air transport, right? Yeah, but like, you don't have oxygen masks fall from the goddamn ceiling. That'd be stupid. They come up from the ground. So do you realize at this point, Mavis has very likely never been on a plane before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I have something I wanted to say, but I decide uh, maybe I keep to self. <laughs> Ominous. No, I just say I don't want to make fun of the person who's about to do surgery on me again. <laughs> right, okay. Um, listen, you're not going to be a baby about this. You, we still can't, like, knock you out for this. But local? Ah, ah, shit. Well, look, if the surge is almost worn off, you should be able to knock me out, right? I, I can't knock you out. That's the whole point of it. It, it, it keeps you up. Like, it keeps you awake. Darn like, me. if I knock you out, if it stopped working quite so well near the end, you know what you'd do near the end? You'd fall the fuck asleep, okay? Okay, okay, fine. L- local. Let me try this. Yeah, I pull something out of my bag and go, look, we, we can try this local. I, I, 
I ain't promising it'll work great. This might still hurt, but it might take the edge off a little bit better than that Coke you you love so much. All right, let's have you do a surgery roll. Yeah, (laughs) just don't wriggle for God's sake. Nope. You've got to be kidding me. Stop it. That's a a critical (laughs) fail 11. I can't. Fucking hell. I nailed the first one until you wriggled. So Mavis goes up, grabs the local anesthetic and brings it up to where it's supposed to be and begins slowly attempting to inject it in. But Sadoi, every time she does that, you feel your arm kind of involuntarily twitch a little bit. And you feel the needle like kind of break off inside your arm (laughs) and it becomes exceedingly painful. She grabs another one, tries to inject it in and you just see like a bit of like blue liquid dribble out from the side of your arm and notice that that's local anesthetic. Oh no. Mavis, you know at this point you have kind of fucked up. Yep. You broke off the needle inside a patient, which is a big no-no. Yep. And the second one you kind of injected through the muscle and then just like shot the anesthetic all over the wound so it's not injected into the muscle. Uh You've got one more anesthetic vial, but it's not going to be enough in order to deaden the side. Yeah, that's fine. I just like look at her and go... Yeah, that, I mean, that's not perfect, but it should do, right? Hoping that she's coked up enough that I can just, like, <laughs> placebo persuade her that this is going to work. Uh, oh, my God. You see how it's covered the whole wound like that? That means it's going to be extra effective, okay? Give me a persuasion roll to convince her that the placebo effect is going to happen. <laughs> Sadoi, how much medical knowledge do you have? A normal amount. Okay, yeah, no, this is going to go great. <laughs> Give me that persuasion roll. Oh god, my persuasion's nine. nine. (laughs) (laughs) My persuasion ain't great. Take the fucking needle out of my arm. I take the needle out of your arm. And I'm going back to my room, and I'm going to build another fucking thing, and then we are both going to someone else to put this thing in me. No, 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 wait, 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 look, I've got another one, I've got another one. Come here. No! (laughs) Come here! If it's not a willing target, you have to roll an attack roll. I do not consent. Sadoi, it's a good job that I'm not an informed consent doctor, hey? And I'll just fucking air hyper you with a sedative. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stop being a goddamn baby. <laughs> oh, Mavis is not a nice lady. You were supposed to deal with this without any pain. Mavis is terrifying. And I thought Mavis was my friend. So did I. So did I. <laughs> Friends don't let friends walk out of surgery and die of heat stroke. Sadoi, this is a melee attack, so you can attempt to use an evasion, I believe, if your dexterity is above six. I am sitting in a chair, though. You're sitting, yeah. Were you expecting it as well? Were you expecting an attack? Like No. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to rule it's not going to be an evasion. It's just going to be a regular melee weapon attack roll for Mavis. Did you do synth coke lately? A few hours ago. Uh, okay, it doesn't last that long. Mavis, can I get you to roll that melee weapon attack? Oh, that's a crit success. Okay. 22. <laughs> yeah, oh, critical. Shit. oh, dear. Do no harm, my ass. <laughs> you shove it in there and deaden her arm about 50%. Is that enough for you? Will you sit down now? Like you said, you can't make another one if you die of heat stroke. Well, and I can't make another one with half-dead arms, so fuck it. <laughs> That's very true. I didn't think about that. I could surgery with a dead arm. I'm doing it right now. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we just got to do the rolls. Resist torture drugs from you, Sadoi. Oh my god, that's a nine. No, that's that's actually pretty good. So a 13, and then with the bonuses from getting your arm half deadened, you're able to hold your shit together good. while Mavis spends the next four hours installing <laughs> this. Mavis, can I get you to roll whatever roll you were using before for this? Come on. That's, that's, nice. it's good. Try it's a 20. <laughs> we did it. Okay. We did it, nice. everyone. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Sadoi, it hurts a lot, but after four hours, it's been installed. Mavis flips a couple of switches and it gets added to your internal logic board system. So your body will now attempt to keep you cool. Mm-hmm. I would give you a lollipop, but I don't have any. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. Episode 23, Surgical Precision. No news or updates for you today, so remember, power without checks, balances, or restrictions isn't just a lazy storytelling device. It's also a guaranteed recipe for corruption and suffering. If there was a hypothetical button where you'd get a million dollars for free, but one random stranger dies every time you press it, Wars would be fought over which rich asshole would be able to press it the most. Stay angry, Chooms. Until next time. <laughs>